We have to honor the land that we currently live on because Taurus, the archetype of Taurus is about our resources, our money, our land, the physical things that help us survive and thrive. Uranus is revolutionizing that. And so in so many ways, we are tapping back to the roots of what do we need to have our physical resources satisfied? You're listening to the Transcend Podcast. I'm your host, Asha Wilkerson, an attorney by training and an educator at heart. This podcast is all about empowering you to build a business and leave a legacy. Here's the thing. The wealth gap in America is consistently increasing. And while full-time entrepreneurship is not for everyone, even a side hustle can change your financial landscape if you're intentional about using your business to build wealth. I've run my own law firm for over 10 years, and in that time, I've helped countless California businesses go from idea to six figures. On this podcast, we talk about what it truly takes to build a sustainable business and find financial freedom. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Transcend the Podcast. Today we have Leslie Tagorda of New Moon Creative here, and I am so excited for this podcast episode. We talk about everything from where did astrology originate to how do you use astrology in your natal chart to figure out what you should be doing, not should be doing, but could be doing an entrepreneurship to really incorporating, just connecting back to our ancestors to what's going on right now. Also, you're going to want to listen because let Leslie gives a little bit of explanation of what we can expect in 2022 using the astrology processes and methods that have been studied for millennia. So without further ado, welcome, Leslie. Leslie is a super badass businesswoman, marketing woman, has many programs that I have been through, and her unique special sauce is adding some astrology on top of the business. You like to say that you don't give advice or coaching, but some <laughs> yeah. of the biz- but you do. You really actually do. So astrology on top of the business coaching and advice and direction that she gives. So welcome, Leslie, to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me, Asha. What a delight. I'm so excited to have you on here. So I've been following Leslie for a little bit over a year now, maybe like a year and a half. We first connected in Rachel Rogers' group, We Should All Be Millionaires, and you were one of the businesses that she highlighted as being successful and growing and in that 10K and 10 Days Challenge. And I was just like, oh God, I'm not there, but she's amazing. And she's right across the bay in San Francisco. Like, who <laughs> is this woman? I need to get to know her. So Leslie, I gave a little bit of a background about what you do, but if you were to explain it yourself. How would you explain your business and who you are? Yeah. In a nutshell, I call myself a brand astrologer because I love astrology and I love spiritual tools, but I love using them in practical ways in our businesses so that we don't have to copy. We don't have to guess. We don't have to waste time comparing. So we can really tap into our star powers and use the strategies of spirit and the stars in our businesses. <laughs> I love that. So right before we started recording, we talked about people of color really moving, at least in the United States, seeming to reach back and move back towards more of our ancestral roots and maybe more away from these Western ideologies, Western religions and things like that. So how does astrology connect us back to our ancestors and that, yeah, just that ancestral wisdom? 
Gosh, there are so many roots that connect us back to our ancestral wisdom. When we're looking, you know, like at our natal charts, the chart that was cast at that time and place that you took your first breath, we can look at our moon sign as one of the the legacies. It's kind of, it taps us back through our legacy. There's also the lowest point of our chart called the IC or the Imam Koli that is kind of like the roots of our chart. And that can mm-hmm. pinpoint us and give us insight as to what we need and what we need to be nourished from an ancestral place, from this deep emotional need. But as a collective, you know, the stars are always like going around and there are timekeepers, there are cycles, there are seasons for millennia. Human Humans have co-evolved on this beautiful planet mm-hmm. with the celestials, with the moon every month, with the sun every day, every year, and all of these other planets. And we are coming back to looking at these seasons of these different planets and the archetypes and using them and harnessing them in our own businesses. So we're not always like overworking and overdoubting right. and overthinking all those things that capitalism, the patriarchy, the systems of oppression that we We've all Mm -hmm. lived under those systems. Those are all now breaking down and we're coming back to, you can call it traditional. I call it more ancient ways Mm -hmm. of living where we're living in more reciprocal means. I'm so excited about this tide changing. Yeah, definitely. And we're in flow when we're, you know, there's so much of the skill set that I developed that I'm currently trying to unlearn. I feel like we spend the first 18 years of our lives learning and then the, the rest of our lives trying to unlearn all of these things for sure. <laughs> or the first 25 years and then trying to unlearn after that. But that push, I feel like in myself, I have this push I've got to achieve. I've got to do this. And I've been conditioned, you know, in sports and otherwise learn that you don't you don't really get time for rest. But when you're looking at your astrological chart or just astrology in general, you mentioned cycles, right? So there are times to push, times to rest, time to create, things like that. Is that is that correct? Yes, 100% correct. And, you know, sometimes that's really hard for us to swallow, right? Because like you said, especially as women entrepreneurs or women of, as women of color entrepreneurs, we have been mm-hmm. fed, spoon-fed said that in order to be worthy, we have to always be working. In order to to be successful, we have to work like five times, 10 times, be so much better than everybody Mm -hmm. else. And so for generations, we've been taught this and it's in our blood. And so we don't give ourselves the chance to rest. Or when we do, we are fraught with guilt. Yeah. Right. Oh, totally. <laughs> Even before yeah. you we hit record, we were talking about like, you know, sneaking around a little bit just to right. kind of <laughs> totally. Yeah, to find a break and then not actually taking a break because you feel guilty about not doing quote unquote what's expected, right? Definitely. So when we start to look at our seasons in different ways, like the moon travels around our chart once a month and it can show us like, you know, these certain days of the month, you know, whether you have a cycle or you don't have a cycle, if you have a uterus or you don't have a uterus, there are certain days of the month where you can't move. Your bones Mm -hmm. don't want to get up. Mm -hmm. And then also on an annual basis, as the sun goes around your chart throughout the entire year, then As the sun activates different parts of your chart, there are times to be at home. There are times to harvest and work hard. There's times to connect and co-create. And by returning to these these seasons, then we start to live within the accordance of nature and we don't... Mm -hmm. 
overwork ourselves. Although I'm sitting here and talking to you about this kind of practical medicine in our lives and our businesses, and I'm freaking exhausted. Right, right, right. I mean, pushing myself to the bone. Totally, right. And it's it's one thing to also to have the wisdom and the knowledge. And then the step two, right, is to put it into practice. And it doesn't mean that we always get it right. There, I give people advice all the time. That's what I do. I'm an attorney. And then I'm like, you know what, I should probably do that too. Like I know better. And still need to set up my will and estate plan and all that stuff, right? Even though oh I know. Gosh. So, <laughs> yes. So that is just a very real aspect of of being human, right? I remember yeah. last year, um, I was when I was getting ready to launch Transcend the membership, mm-hmm. and I was talking to you because you will give advice to business owners about helping them find their understanding how they should show up in business. Like, what are the needs that the business needs to meet for them? Right. That's the the moon yeah. sign, I believe. Yes. And then that emotional needs. I remember yeah. that was so fascinating for you. Like, wait, oh. my business is supposed to satisfy an emotional need. I was like, Asha, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I guess I kind of thought, you know, my, my, my mission is to help people, but I didn't realize that that was tied into my chart and into my personality. And as I was explaining it to a friend of mine, she was like, well, it kind of makes sense because this is your chart and your chart is a reflection of you and your business is a reflection and extension of you. And I think it has been really grounding and centering for me to kind of come back into myself. It's been a tool to help me come back into myself because especially when you're building, you look at other people who are where you want to be and everyone will tell you, this is what I did to get to this step. And this is exactly what you need to do. But that's probably not exactly what you need to do because that's what worked for them based on who they are, when they were born, the stars in alignment for their chart. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's right for you. So when we were speaking last year, it was, I think, February or March. And I was like, I'm just exhausted. And you're like, yeah, well, in your chart, according to your chart, every February, you should feel you're probably feeling really tired and need to rest. And I was like, you know what? I think that's true. But the semester starts every January. I'm like, I just had a month off. You know, I hadn't, I just thought that there was maybe something wrong as opposed to just sort of honoring the feelings and the cycle that I was in and was trying to push through. So that was like clarity for me. So thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, for you. And I'm, of course, I'm looking at your chart as the sun goes through your fourth house. So for those listening, our, our charts are a circle chart and they're divided in these like 12 little pie slices. And the fourth house, the one of the slices at the very bottom, when our sun goes through that fourth house, it's a time where we want to declutter. We want to come back home. We want to come Mm -hmm. to our roots. For you, Asha, like if you, need to be teaching, do it from your bed. (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea. Oh, I love that idea. Yes. (laughs) I wanted to remark on something about your chart, just so people know you a little bit better. And just like the kind of change that you are really here to as like the service to others. We were talking about your moon sign. This is an easy thing to for everybody listening is to find out what your moon sign is. Your moon sign is based on the time and place of your birth because the moon travels through each sign every two and a half days. And so Asha, you are an Aries moon and mm-hmm. your sun is a Libra sun. So you were born like just like an hour before the full moon, mm-hmm. right? Like you're a full moon baby. And <laughs> <laughs> 
there are so many powerful women change makers that have that same full moon, that Aries moon and that Libra sun. We have lots of politicians like Kamala Harris, AOC. Mm-hmm. There's like all this full moon energy. You're here to like illuminate what is wrong in this world and like let's make a change. That's your service to others. Yeah. Well, I'm working every day to try and make that happen. Thank you for putting it so clearly and so beautifully. Let me just ask you a couple of things about how do you help business owners kind of get back in touch with their chart? So I've been through a couple of different trainings that were absolutely fantastic, but can you explain to the folks who are listening, if they want to learn a little bit more about how can they integrate this ancestral wisdom and knowledge into their business, into their lives, how do they do that and how can they work with you? Yeah, if I could rewind a little bit. So what you were saying earlier about when you were speaking with your friend about how our businesses are reflections of us, extensions of us, I really do believe that, that as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a change maker, we have not chose the easy path. Mm -hmm. Right, Like we could have gone and gotten a job or you could have become a partner at some other place. But you're like, that does not fit for me. Like I have this drive, this calling. I've been calling this our work with a capital W, that Mm -hmm. our work is part of us. And so when we think back to our work, like you said, we, we grow up learning all of this conditioning that some of us just doesn't belong to us anymore. Right. And so what I like to do with astrology is come back and decondition, get mm-hmm. rid of all of those shoulds so we can come back to that pure essence of what you do so well, that's represented by your son, why you want to do things in your way represented by your moon, how you're supposed to show up and lead and like provide everything for your for your allies for your customers that's based on your rising sign and exactly who your ideal customer is because you are designed to serve a particular type of customer that has a specific type of problem mm-hmm. like for you Asha your ideal customers they are really they're looking for peace and they're looking for prosperity and right. you're actually helping them find that peace and prosperity so that they can make a social impact in their world to build out this legacy see, not just for them and their families, but for like the future of humanity. You are working for some major change makers. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We have changes to make. I think everybody feels it, you know, trying to provide that strategy and that encouragement along the way because it can be done. We need a little bit of a system (laughs) to be able to do it. Yeah, that's beautiful. When I'm looking at astrology, then from this place of our strengths, our leadership and our identity so that we can like shed all of the shoulds, then that's where astrology really comes in. Because how many of us, I know I have wasted hours, wasted years, wasted too much time guessing on who my ideal customer is, trying to be like a certain strength. But then Mm -hmm. when I looked back to my astrology, I was like, oh my gosh it's right here. I don't have to guess. I don't have to copy. I don't have to waste all this energy. Instead, we can work in ease and flow. And so Mm -hmm. that's where I love bringing the astrology part into people's businesses so they can start to use their strengths as a strategic tool instead of Mm -hmm. just guessing. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's beautiful. And it also still gives you room to decide what is the vehicle you're going to use to do it, right? So you're, you're helping people figure out or not even figure out, you're showing people in their chart 
who their ideal customer is because it's in the chart and showing them their strengths that are reflected in their their chart. But then they get to choose whether it's one-on-one service or it's an evergreen program or it's building a company or it's serving people in some other kind of a way. But those fixtures that really light you up and make you feel good, allow you to be in your sort of zone of genius to steal from another framework is all right there. It's all there. Yeah. So how much of this is science and how much of it, you know, because you'll get the people who are like, oh, you know, fortune tellers, things like that. But it's not fortune telling. And from my just limited research, astronomy and astrology used to be either taught together or studied together way back millennia ago. Is that your understanding too? Yes, that is definitely true. Like the astronomers and astrologers of, you know, the turn of the century, they were one and the same. I mean, Mm -hmm. even until like people like Galileo and Kepler, they were both studying both astronomy and astrology, where astronomy was, you can, how moderners, how we would kind of reframe it was like the science and the data of like looking at the orbits of these different celestials and the impact that they have. Then the astrology part was giving meaning and symbolism to -hmm. these different elements. These meanings were created for past that 2000 year mark, if we like go backwards even more, 2000 more years, then astrologers were always documenting like things that happened in countries to people based on these different events. So the science part today for any skeptics, probably one of the biggest, most well-known research, and I, you know, I don't actually have the details on what this paper was, but there was a bunch of researchers that studied professional athletes. Mm-hmm. And notoriously, professional athletes would have Mars, which Mars represents our physical energy and our drive. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's all energy. Almost all professional athletes had their Mars on their rising sign or at their midheaven in these very two mm. prominent places. And so even with entrepreneurs, I can see certain things that are like, oh, yeah, this person, there's no way that they can <laughs> work for somebody else. Right, right. Or if they do, then they're like totally drained and they're totally tired and they're just like working against themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. So thank you for making that clear. Hey, excuse me, pardon the interruption. I know you were listening intently to the podcast, but I just want to tell you that I've got this great checklist for you to download if you are a new business owner, or even if you're thinking about starting a new business. It's called the New Business Checklist. It's got 12 things that you need to know as a new business owner to help grow your business and make it ready for the wealth infusion that you're going to have. So then you can leave a financial legacy for your kids and your kids' kids and your kids' kids' kids. So if you're ready for that checklist, head on over to transcendthemembership.com slash checklist and get it for free. You mentioned that two, 4,000 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. That there was documentation of things that were happening in countries and events and things like that. So what can we see that is coming up for 2022? Oh, I'm sure yes. everybody is like, <laughs> what is happening? Because we've just been through, we're not through the pandemic yet. We're still in the not midst fair. of the pandemic, right? Things feel like they're moving, but they haven't returned to quote unquote normal as they were. So as business owners, as business owners of color, what are some of the things that we might be on the lookout for in the sure. coming year? 
There's a few things. So if you wouldn't mind, if I'm allowed to rewind a little bit back Mm -hmm. to 2020, when basically our world as we knew it just like basically shut down Uh (laughs) and we're still recovering from it. So 2020 astrologically was just an unprecedented year. And if you're still listening and you're super interested in astrology, you probably got interested in astrology right around 2020 because people who had been studying astrology for a long time and they've been looking back to 2020 ever since the 1900s and going, what is going on with 2020? Because there were meetups after meetups after meetups. So Saturn and Jupiter are two social planets and they meet Mm -hmm. up every 20 years or so. In 2020, in December of 2020, Saturn and Jupiter, they met up in the sign of Aquarius. They Mm -hmm. hadn't met up in the sign of Aquarius for like the last, oh my gosh, I should know these details. But (laughs) Even though they meet up every 20 years, they don't change elements for 800 years. Okay, so that's one thing. And then Saturn and Pluto met up in 2020. They meet up every 13 years. Jupiter and Pluto, they met up. They meet up every like 12 years or so. And these three planets, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto in 2020, all of them kept on converging multiple times in 2020. How to explain this is like, The conjunctions that happened in 2020, all of the changes that happened, we would normally see like in a decade span, but Mm -hmm. they all happened in a one year span. And so this was a complete kind of like a shock and awe, like thinking of like a big earthquake. And so Uh 2020 was an earthquake, right? We can't go back, but now if we're going to go forward, oh my gosh, there is so much cleanup to do. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> in 2021, in some respects, it felt so much harder than 2020 because 2020, we're just trying to like stay on, you know, with our head above water. And in mm-hmm. 2021, now we have to sustain. Mm-hmm. Now we have to like break down all the boxes, clear up all the rubble, figure right. out how we're going to live again, how we're going to partner again. And there's some of those themes that are going to continue into 2022. And mm-hmm. so the biggest theme that's like kind of 2021, 2022 is Saturn Uranus square. So Mm -hmm. Saturn is the planet of discipline, of structure on a collective level. It's like systems, like our government systems, all of the systems that are getting products from Asia to the United States, all of the social systems that we have going on. And Uranus is the revolutionary. Uranus in Taurus, an earth sign is saying, hey, we have to revolutionize our environment. We have Mm -hmm. to revolutionize our money, our physical resources. And so 2021 and shortly, depending on when this episode gets aired, on December 23rd, Saturn and Uranus square off again. And they've been squaring off for three times in 2021. And then almost all of 2022, they'll be squaring off. What this means is that there is an innovation, a breaking point so that Mm -hmm. we can break through. Mm -hmm. We're not done yet. (laughs) And so... (laughs) What this feels like, I've been telling my clients, what this feels like on a personal level is that we're breaking down boxes. Uh Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is we think about all of our education and all of our conditioning, and we've been put in these tiny boxes like, okay, Asha, you are a woman, you're a woman of color, and I'm going to put you in this tiny little box because that's where 
you belong. That's where mm-hmm. society says you belong. And you're like, mm-hmm. I don't fit in this box. This box right. doesn't fit for me. Like this, it's too tight in here. It's like cramped up. Like I'm so much bigger. And so for all of us, there's some kind of box that we've been put in that we're breaking down those boxes. The box is kind of like shrinking. Like there's just too much recycling that's coming forward. So in our businesses, how we are collectively breaking down the boxes is that we're deciding that we're not going to be doing things the way that business gurus have said it's mm-hmm. like a one way. Like you kind of alluded to this earlier about, oh, this one way worked for me, so it's going to work for you. And if it doesn't work right. for you, then what's wrong with you? Right. Right. That is such a narrative that we've heard in the online business space for so long. Mm-hmm. But what astrology is trying to tell us is like, there is no one path. And right. that you as your own business owner, as the master of your own destiny, as the person who is driving the ship, you create your path. And how do you become your own guru? So one of the ways with Uranus, people think of Uranus as being the revolutionary innovation, new technology. Mm-hmm. But what we forget that the original root word of revolution is to come back. Back, right. Re, right? Re means to return, right? To, to come return. back again. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of us, and I know that for so many of us and so many of your listeners, we feel this reawakening. We need to tap back into our ancestral wisdom mm-hmm. and our ancestral knowledge. We have to honor the land that we currently live on because Taurus, the archetype of Taurus is about our resources, our money, our land, the physical things that help us survive and thrive. Uranus is revolutionizing that. And so in so many ways, we are tapping back to the roots of what do we need to have our physical resources satisfied? So collectively, the environment, some astrologers talk about digital currencies. But for me, I really see it coming back to traditional ways of living in this reciprocal Mm -hmm. way, where Mm -hmm. yes, we're all making money, but we're not being greedy. We're we're revolutionizing that. Mm -hmm. So did I answer the question? I think I went on many tangents, but I think I answered the question. <laughs> I think it was a beautiful answer, no matter what the question was. <laughs> and, I, and I really appreciate that, you know, because sometimes it feels like we're doing it wrong, right? We have all these judgments because of all of the images that we see. At least within me personally, there is this deep desire to slow down, to simplify, to not be doing so much, right? That feels like a revolution, like coming back, not just revolutionary because it's shaking up the system, but a return to, like you said, this simpler life and lifestyle, keeping the main thing, the main thing and forgetting everything else or choosing not to engage or choosing how to engage with everything else as it serves. But there's this sense for me personally of like finally feeling like it's okay to put myself first and what Mm -hmm. I want first, and then everything else will come out of that as opposed to serving other people first and other systems first and then taking care of myself last. So I think that's kind of in the same energy. Yes. It feels like it's it's right there. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful for you, Asha, because that is what like your moon in Aries in the sixth house that says you have to take care of your own needs and your own health and your own routines first before you can serve others. Right. And be seen right. as the true leader that you are. 
Yeah, which is so counterintuitive because that's not what I had done. I mean, I've always taken care of myself, but I've always taken care of myself after I have taken care of everything and everyone <laughs> else, right? Yes. And I'm scared for what happens when I get married and have children because I'm single right now and I already do that. So <laughs> when I have some dependence, I better really be careful, you know? <laughs> Ooh, that's exciting that if you're on the lookout for love, you know, look out for the unexpected, somebody who's not going to normally feel what you would normally think of in a partner because Uranus is transiting your seventh house. So unexpected, yeah. surprising attractions. I think I think Uranus has been in my in my seventh house for a little while. And it's yes. honestly it's terrifying. Like <laughs> I mean it's exciting to go, oh okay, the unexpected and also terrifying to go, oh God, what's coming next, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Is there anything else that is happening in 2022 that you think we should be on the lookout for? Yes. Uh, the one key signature that defines all of 2022 is the meetup between Jupiter and Neptune in their both home sign of Pisces. So Jupiter and Neptune are both like spiritual visionary energies where Jupiter is more about kind of like our social justice and our own structures and kind of man-made spirituality and belief mm -hmm. systems and philosophy. And where then Neptune just kind of expands it and makes it less physical it makes it more meta so mm -hmm. <laughs> interconnection I always call Neptune like the one love that you know the Bob Marley song one love uh -huh. Uh -huh. Like, to me that is Neptune where we can see how as the humankind we are all interconnected and not just in this physical plane I know that's getting a little bit woo-woo but you know thinking of all of our ancestors and okay. all of like the star guides that are here to serve us we are all part of one. So mm -hmm. they meet up in April in Pisces. And to me, I see this as a huge burst of spiritual expansion and visionary mm -hmm. belief. And so regardless if you are a spiritual entrepreneur, meaning like you are using spirituality like explicitly in your business, or mm -hmm. maybe you, Asha, as a lawyer, maybe you're doing some things behind the scenes or, mm -hmm. you know, you know, like not right. exactly explicitly, there is going to be an expansion and a rise of this spirituality coming forth. Whatever the spirituality or imagination or vision or connection to others, there's ex this expansiveness coming. Now, there are shadow sides with that. I'm always choosing to look at the bright sides and wanting to bring out love and optimism and that part. Mm -hmm. But the shadow sides are also like fanaticism and some of those other kinds of shadow expressions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go there. But if we can all remember to believe and to lead with love and to remember that we are all connected. Mm -hmm. That is going to really bring us through 2022. I think of it as more optimistic. And I see the, if we're thinking about the pandemic, one of those Saturn Pluto when they met up in 2020 is a signature of these pandemics. Almost all of like the global pandemics for like millennia have been attached wow. to those meetups. In 2022, I with with the Neptune kind of evolving COVID, we shall see. But I think it's going to lighten up a little bit for us mm -hmm. and just kind of become endemic. That's I, that's yeah. what the scientists are saying, anyway. So it's supported right. by the cycles yeah. of the stars as well. 
<laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. So you did mention like the shadow side a little bit, and I do mm-hmm. want to touch on that because I do really appreciate how you are optimistic and bring up the you know, the positives, but yeah. you don't dismiss the shadow side of ourselves when you're you're teaching us how to interpret our own charts. And I think that that's important, especially because entrepreneurship has its ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. And that is just a cycle. You can look on Instagram or on social media and people generally just show their ups. But I think it's really important to understand what your strengths and shadows are, or, you know, strengths and you could call it weaknesses or challenges are. I like the word shadow. I think I like the word challenges because they're not, you know, negative is a connotation that we can choose to put on it. But those things are there and they're not negative. They're only negative if we say that we're negative, right? But there are things that can be challenges. So how do you use the natal chart to help people understand what are some of the challenge areas that they have the tools to work through or where they might need to develop those tools to work through. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's such a great question because one of the things that I'm using astrology with, I find, you know, you're mentioning at the very, very beginning, you know, I don't like to say that I call myself a coach, although I constantly am helping my clients reframe judgments. Uh huh. Right? When we think about a judgment, is like that's when we are defining a situation or experiences as good as bad. Maybe the experience was challenging, but that challenging experience really pushed you forward and you accomplished way more than you could possibly have ever accomplished. So Mm -hmm. if we look back, then was that challenging experience good or bad? Maybe we don't have to place judgment on it. So, you know, Asha, with your beautiful Libra sun conjunct Pluto, super empowering conjunct Mercury, your ability to speak with beauty and clarity. Now, sometimes if you did any research on Libra, you know, people say, oh, Libra are indecisive. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And like, is that serving? Does that really serve you to like be connected to like, oh, it's indecisive? What if we reframed it and said, oh, well, Libra wants to keep the peace and like diplomacy. And so it Mm -hmm. can see both sides of the coin. And so of course, Lady Justice, you know, she's the epitome of Libra with her blindfolds holding the scale. And then when we start to reframe that, then we look at Libra and say, oh, Libra here is to connect people Mm -hmm. together, build relationships, then we take that to the next level. How do I confidently express these beautiful parts of my Libra self that, hey, my ability to see many sides of the situation is what's creating diplomacy and understanding and connection between all the parties involved. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then we take it to that next level from communicating to then finding situations in your business where you are constantly using and reframing that people-pleasing tendency, it's not that. It's creating peace and diplomacy and understanding Mm -hmm. between different parties. That's what it is. Love it. I'm going to take that out and put it on my wall or remind myself. (laughs) So whenever I have doubts, I'm just going to look at it again and again and again. (laughs) That's awesome. To further clarify, just to kind of hone it in, it's like we're taking these shadow sides or these judgments of some of our natal energies and we're reframing them because all of our challenges, all of our past experiences, if we start to reframe them and look at how we've overcome and surpassed and worked around to 
accommodate certain perceived weaknesses or past experiences, those accommodations, those tools that we learned, those are our gold. That's mm-hmm. like how what we're supposed to work into our offerings because we've achieved despite those experiences. Right. Right. Or possibly achieved because of some of those experiences, right? From the perspective of everything happens for you instead of things happen to you. Yes. Yeah. I think that's great. I always tell people to show up exactly as you are, bring your full self to the table. And I think connecting back to our ancestors and understanding our history helps that. How have you used astrology to help you do that in your own business? Oh my goodness. Well, I've had a business... Let's just say I've had a corporate job for five years out of all of my <laughs> my years. And I've been in the workforce for decades now. And I had a design business and I was just stuck in this comparison and self-doubt. You know, I'd look mm-hmm. at other web designs or I'd look at other logo designs and never and just think that my work just wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Even though it was good, it was just I was just stuck in comparison kryptonite. That's that's mm-hmm. my my kryptonite is comparison. Comparison kryptonite. <laughs> and that is that is one that I, I deal with all the time. And so I had my business for about 12 years and I had my child and I was just like, I got to do things differently. I'm going to go work at Starbucks, right? Mm-hmm, that seems mm-hmm. to always be the out, right? Like I'm yep, going to quit my business. I got to go work at Starbucks. And then so I returned to, I looked at my natal chart and I hadn't looked at my natal chart in some years. And I was like, oh, look at all this. And, you know, of course I had been a professional brander. So I knew everything that you needed in the brand, like your positioning mm-hmm. and your differentiations and your values. And I was like, oh, look, in our astrology chart, it's spelled out right there. Mm-hmm. And then I started kind of positioning my business using my astrology chart. And I felt so free. I felt so liberated. Like I finally felt like I wasn't comparing or copying somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew I had something really special. And so once I decided to fully weave in astrology into my branding business, then that's Mm -hmm. where things like really started taking off because I was using my own star powers and I was guiding my clients to use their star powers. So that's how I use astrology. And then, of course, I'm always looking at it like, why am I having such a tired day today? Or like, why is this so hard today? (laughs) Right, right. Go back and look, right? Because it's written in the stars. Written in the stars, <laughs> it is. And it's not that we're faded, right? I just, I want to be super clear about that. It's not that we're faded. Like you said earlier, we get to make choices. Mm-hmm. The stars are always asking us, okay, they're asking questions. They're like, how are you going to use this energy today? Are right. you going to fight against it? Or are you going to work with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is, it's another tool that we can use, right? Not determinative yeah. because I, I personally believe we all have free will, yep. make choices every day, like you said, but it is another tool to help us understand the energies that are moving around us. Cause whether you tap into them or not, they are right. Yep. <laughs> they are moving around. And so it just gives us another little bit of insight and something to grasp onto if it resonates to help us get to where we're trying to go and help us to understand what's going on in real time in our world and in our lives. So 
I have a question for you, Asha. Yeah. So thinking about like spirituality and this spiritual revolution that we're about to embark on or have this expansion in, when I see your chart, I see you as somebody who is very, very spiritual. Mm-hmm. As someone that is really bringing in like those tools from your ancestors. And I'm curious what's coming up for you. Yeah. Well, I would say that I'm in, in probably for about the last year and a couple months in this like period of spiritual awakening in a sense. I started working with a uh, shout out to Keisha Frazier, who does mindset or used to do mindset coaching, but has moved into spiritual healing and things like that. And just got deeper into examining myself and figuring out what these things were that were coming up. In December, my dad died. And then I feel like that opened up. I think sometimes when you're in pain or in this like emotional state, it's easier to go deeper because you're already raw. You don't have the the defenses up that we normally have going yeah. through our You're already you know, cracked our open. Absolutely. Right. So then, yeah, started doing more deep dives and things like that. And, you know, people always say, oh, you're intuitive. And I'm like, I don't know that I'm intuitive. I don't hear stuff. I don't see stuff. But my intuition I have learned through more education is this claircognizance, which means like, I just know things. So yep. I can look at someone, I can talk to someone and I will just kind of have this knowing about what's going on with them emotionally or where they're stuck at or what the things are that they need to work through. But it scared me a little bit because I didn't want to be judgmental. I didn't want to make assumptions about people because I've seen assumptions made. And so I'm still learning how to trust that my intuition is guiding me along the way. So I think that Everything that I do to prepare myself to be on the podcast, to be creating content for people, I am tapping into my own spiritual powers and strengths first and using that as, you know, the encouragement. So when someone is stuck on something, I am talking to them and encouraging them from a place of my own spiritual enlightenment, I suppose. And I'm not necessarily explaining it to them. Well, this is what intuition told me, but I'm just using that as I am talking to and coaching with people. So I don't know that I will have, you know, a a quote unquote spiritual business one day, Mm -hmm. but I will certainly continue to run business and run my life from the spiritually empowered and in tune place. That brings me so much joy to hear, Asha. When we first did your reading, I guess earlier in the year, I was like, hold on, there's something you're not using a certain, Mm -hmm. are you sure? (laughs) Right, right, right. It was, I think it was August, actually August 2020 is when I had my first reading. Oh, I see. Yeah. That is so wonderful to hear because like in your chart, it's just, I love what you said. It's like letting go of judgment and learning Mm -hmm. how to trust your intuition. And if I may add one thing just for you, it's like when you get that claircognizant knowing and -hmm. you're not quite there to trust it yet, lead with curiosity, Mm -hmm. ask it questions, ask it to validate itself right? as you're learning to create that relationship because you have a very strong intuitive powers and even what you do in your firm and everything in that work, it's very intuitive as well. And the more that you lean on that intuitive part, the easier it's going to become. Yeah. And I think everything, every training that I've had in my life has taught me not to do that. I mean, I'm an attorney, (laughs) right? You got to have the evidence, right? Logic, logic. Totally. 
totally, totally logical. And even just stuff from childhood, you know, people either validating or invalidating the feelings that I have when I would call stuff out, you know, the gaslighting that would come behind it. Like, no, that's not true. You're just sensitive. You're, you know, stuff like that. So I am now at 38 years old learning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I guess I started working on this about a little over a year ago, but learning how to trust myself again and to reawaken that part of myself that I, I guess I'd learned to turn off as a kid or just kind of put it to the side or heard it, but didn't trust it, didn't really know what it was. So that's where I am on my journey. (laughs) So exciting. I'm so excited to hear that update because I'm looking at your chart, your chart is singing. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Well, that's good. That's a good thing when your chart sings. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Leslie, you have been such a powerful presence in my business journey and even just personal development journey in the past year and a half or so. And I just want to say thank you for that. And I also want to give people an opportunity to connect with you. So if they want to either have a business astrology reading or sign up for some of your classes or purchase some of your books or just follow you on social media for all the goodness that you give, where should they find you and connect with you? Yes. Well, I have a podcast with bi-weekly episodes, Astrology for Entrepreneurs. The podcast is called The Savvy Luminary. So you can always go to that website, thesavvyluminary.com. I have a free gift for your listeners if they would like a highlight report for 2022. And then it has all the different ways that you can work with me. So if you head on over to thesavvyluminary.com forward slash transcend, you can download a 2022 in the stars highlights that'll give you kind of just a bird's eye view of what's up and in store and how you might want to work with me in the future. Awesome. Thank you, Leslie, so much. It's such a pleasure to have you on here. I am sure I think I should do this every year. So (laughs) (laughs) the longest it'll be another 12 months and hopefully it'll be much shorter than that. But I would love to have you back. Thank you so much for your time and your talent and for your, your gift that you have given to the world and given to me and to the listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you, Asha, for having me. Such a pleasure. Hey there, thanks for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed the episode this week. I am so, so grateful to have you here. And I hope that you are ready and feeling empowered to build your own business. You are needed. You are important. And I want to support you. So if you have just started a new business and you're not sure what to do next, I've got a great checklist for you to download called the new business checklist. Head on over to transcendthemembership.com slash checklist input your name and your email into the box and you'll get the checklist instantly. Also, I want to ask you one more favor. If you want to interact with me on a daily basis, head on over to Instagram and follow my account at Asha Wilkerson ESQ on IG. I post on there daily. Can't wait to answer your questions and begin the conversation. Talk to you soon. I am so thankful that you are here listening to Transcend the Podcast, and I just want to make sure you know the best way to stay in contact with me, and that's through joining my email newsletter. 
So please head on over to the wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter and join the list. I will tell you everything over there from what my offerings are to bits and pieces of information about how to grow and scale your business to self-coaching all the way to giving you updates on what the new podcast episode is. So don't hesitate. Go do it now. The wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter. Thanks.